Hey everybody, 40 Proof Podcast, episode 9. Um, this is the one I've been talking about for a while. I'm pretty excited about it. Got North Texas Smoke, my buddy Derek Dagenhart. Um, we're pretty much best friends and uh, that's going to come up at other times. I've talked about it. Today we're talking barbecue, 100%. So without further ado, Derek, how are you? Pretty good, buddy. Glad to be on. Thank you for having me. You bet, man, for sure. So hey... To get into it, let's talk about, you know, all these people always ask you about where to get good barbecue, and they're literally like a block away from some of the best barbecue, and they don't even know it. So let's talk about North Texas, well, just Texas barbecue in general. Well, I don't know a ton about, I would say, everywhere in Texas, because I haven't got to eat or experience a lot of those places, um, just social media and just knowing what you're looking at. The DFW area, though, um, we've got some awesome barbecue, and it just always blows me away when I hear people say that they don't know where to find good barbecue. Um, I literally blew a tire out, ended up at a discount tire that was about two miles from Cadillacs and all the guys in there saw my stickers and we're talking and they're just like, man, we can never find barbecue. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I was like, one of the best places in the state, if not in the world is literally a mile and a half away from you. I mean, what are y'all doing? And then I went on to writing them a list of, you know, like the guy was like, hey, I live over by Arlington. I'm like, you got Hurtado's. I mean, Grand Prairie, you got Zavala's. I mean, Fort Worth has got a handful of spots. Um, I mean, anywhere you go, they just, I just don't know how come more people don't know. I wish they did. I wish there was a way for us to get it out there. Yeah, I mean, some people are, you know, doing Dickies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, and some people like Dickies, and, I, you know, I, Dickies has its spot. Um, I mean, they're obviously the number one barbecue selling restaurant, so they're doing Franchise. something right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll tell you, I've done some, I've done some Dickies. Yeah, yeah, I've ate a lot of Dickies. Me and you um, ate some Dickies when we were trucking. Oh yeah, it's, a, yeah. It's about the best barbecue you can get when you're out trucking because yeah. uh, we can't get into some of those other spots, and there just ain't no parking. And yeah, definitely not truck friendly. For no. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we, so luckily for me that I'm friends with you, we've, we've went and tried out all the cool places and, uh, a lot of them just really have a really good vibe, um, which is cool. So, uh, that's, that's one thing that's the, the, the Texas scene is pretty, pretty strong. Yes, it's very strong. And the Fort Worth scene is in my opinion, probably some of the strongest, probably some of the strongest barbecue in the entire state. I mean, from Danes to Panther, Derek Allen's, uh, I know I'm forgetting people, but uh, Bricks, Goldies. I mean, there's just, I mean, you're talking just hitter after hitter who's from their staff to the vibe to everything they're doing is just traditional Texas barbecue at right. the best they can, you know, and, and it, it, it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, so we went to Panther City. It's really cool that the outdoor deal, but then uh, also as Danes at um, – Where's it? Lola's, yeah, which yeah. is which is cool, because I like music, so I'm into the music thing. Uh, but hey, guys, this ties into what we're always talking about: travel. Jump in, jump in your car, run to Austin. You know, check these places out, or if you're going somewhere, look these places up ahead of time. I mean, we've even you hit a place in, well, in Florida. Yes, yes, Criderman's, and um, I don't remember the town right off the top of my bat, but it's. Uh, it's right over by Orlando. We went down to play in a World Series, and I looked them up, and they're doing some really good stuff out there, um, Texas style. I actually think that they went and did a class. 
um, with Leroy and Lewis, they did a little class that kind of taught the in and outs of their businesses um, and how they do their procedures and going through the day and things like that. <clears throat> so they're actually graduates from that little thing, and, and they're doing some really good stuff out there. Um, I actually just recently stumbled upon their Patreon. I've known about it for a little bit, and uh, I thought, you know, I think I'm going to try this and just see what it's about. Um, cause I've been going through some struggles. I know we may get there, but um, it really helped me a lot, just the information that they give out and, and all the information for that. I mean, everybody from pitmasters at Cadillacs to um, Dane to – Brendan over at Smiley's, I mean, Derek Allen, those guys have helped me every single step of the way. Um, and that's kind of how it always is. None of these things are secrets. I mean, everybody had it taught to them, and we're going to pass it on to somebody else. Um, you just kind of do the best you can to make it your own and give it 110%. And it's like I always tell everybody, I mean, it's about attention. It's like anything. You know, show as much attention as you want to get out of it. You know what I mean? If you cook a brisket, half-ass, half-ass trim, half-ass cook, you're drinking beer, it's still going to be fine. But, I mean, don't get at the end and say, hey, I gave my 100% here. I tell people all the time, give 100% one time. You know, put a good trim on it, season it good, sit by the fire. If you have a pellet smoker, even sit by it. Stay with it. Just babysit it. Just get truly go through that cook and feel like you gave 110%. And it may not be the best brisket in the world, but I can 100% guarantee you it'll be the best brisket you've ever made. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, some of those places probably don't have the best brisket every day. (laughs) They do. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just at uh, Terry Black's yesterday, or last night, actually. It's my first time to go there. It was really good. Um, Yeah, so uh, that thing you were talking about, it's a podcast. Uh, it's a Patreon, it's a podcast, and then... Um, yeah, if, if other people want to listen to it, what is it? It's Leroy and Lewis oh, yeah. um, on Patreon, and then Chud's Barbecue on YouTube. Right. And he puts out phenomenal videos. I mean, he gives you... Basically, they don't hold anything back. I mean, if it's how they do something, it's how they do it. Um, now, I'm not, I'm not talking about rubs. I'm talking about the important stuff. Um, not not the stuff that you then every everybody kind of probably goes through it. I mean, maybe some not everybody that has more of a culinary background, but most of us guys that just kind of found our obsession with barbecue, um, we've probably all went through. I don't know. I haven't talked to enough people. Maybe it's just me. I mean, I started out on a pellet smoker. Yeah. Um, yeah, we a did. yoder. We did, we did, yeah, we did a deal at Slicks when I had this when we had the store. Yes, yes. We did like set what seventy five people or something. Yeah, and, and it was fun, and I literally started out on that, and I just fell in love, and then it just wasn't, it just wasn't fulfilling enough for me. I guess I kept seeing all the people who I look up to, um, and who I respect, and I'm like, what are they doing, and how are they doing it? Um, if that's the hardest way, and that's the best way, then that's what I want to do. Um, and then, uh, one of my buddies had a 250 primitive and, uh, over at Smiley's and he ended up selling it to a guy and he didn't really do anything with it. And I uh, reached out to him one day and he was like, Hey man, if you wanted it, cheers. So just kind of on a whim, I'm like, well, huh, I guess I'm gonna go buy this 250. 
and uh and we did yep (laughs) and you came over there with me and we had a backhoe we loaded it up and man i was just uh tickled pink right yeah you know on the slicks deal with the yoder um so the electricity a storm blew through and the electricity (laughs) went off so which put us behind and but the guy buck that i'm always talking about buck's going to be important uh, we'll get into him in a second yes. when we talk about the sledge. But so Buck brought his Rectech, right? Yeah, which was a pretty. So anyway, yeah. we had we so we kind of had to rush things up there. So we ended up with two pellet smokers there to finish up the day in a rainstorm. In a rainstorm, yeah, <laughs> which is pretty serious. Remember when Cliff flipped the trailer? Yes, we we didn't have the trailer mounted down. Cliff's been on here. He'll yeah. be back again. Yeah, he's, he's a big boy. Yeah, he stepped on the back of the trailer and damn near, damn near flipped it right. while, while you were cutting. While and, I was cutting, me. and somehow or another, we didn't lose any food or any fingers or yes. hands or any of that. Yeah, so. I had I had forgot about all that. That's yeah, pretty crazy. That was, that was crazy. I mean, that was a that was a crazy deal. Um, everything went pretty good though in the end. Um, yeah, so you so you got the uh, I got the two fifty two fifty. Yeah, um, I didn't really. I mean, I was just excited to cook on it. You know. Um, I think I took it back. Um, I did a little bit of welding on it. Um, I kind of cleaned it up. I mean, I'm just one of those people. I mean, I just want to tinker with something and just get it the way exactly how I want it and um, to get it dialed in. And I did. And um, I think I did. Uh, I think I did a first cook on it right in my driveway, like the day after I got it. Yeah. And um, man, I just I fell in love. I fell in love with was starting those fires and just continuously starting fires and and just I guess some of the things that <clears throat> that I hear people that they don't like and the reasons they don't like running traditional offsets um for that reason I mean the sitting and doing nothing but it's like that's that's what I do it for um you had mentioned the sledge um and that's kind of what got me started doing a lot of heavy cooking with that um, I would used to go down there to the sledge to a distillery that had me come down there and do barbecue, and that kind of gave me my first start. Um, and well, I used to go down there the night before, and right. I, it was my favorite time. I, I still worked a full-time job, um, and I would work all week, and then I would get done, and I would be cooking Friday night, and it would just be me. And that beautiful sunset and that beautiful piece of property, and it was just like, man, this, this is what it's all about right here. Right. Well, um, even before that, though, like you did some cooking at Lori's. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was really the first thing, which is uh, Ponderosa. Ponderosa. Yep, yeah. The Ponderosa. Which is which is right down the road. She's a person that I met. She's new to the my hometown area, but when we had the store, she came in there. She actually came the night that we cooked at Slick's. Yes. And bring so, her dad. And I knew, I was like, hey, this girl, you, this could be a connection. So I was like, I told Derek. So when, so when she came in, we made her a special plate. <laughs> yeah, that was actually my first platter I ever made. I have pictures yeah. of it. It makes me sick to my stomach to look at it now. Yeah, yeah they, they loved it. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy when you, you don't feel like things change that fast. You, even Even when you do feel like they change fast, like looking at pictures, it's it's mind-blowing i mean there's there's times where i can look at when i made some big changes when i I went a long ways in in cooking brisket 
And I remember just, it was just one or, just I changed one or two small things. I was like, geez, what have I been doing? Well, I'm talking about the fire again. So, so the, so the smoker was at my house for a while. We were cooking out there in the yard. We had a little scene going. We actually did a couple catering gigs for for Cliff. Yep. (laughs) But, uh, you know, just cooking. I I remember coming out there one day and you're like, man, check this. I've changed my fire. You know what I mean? Like you were obsessed with like, you changed like one thing and you're like, look how much difference it made. And. You yes. probably don't even use that method anymore. No, I, I no, I do, and that's still, I think, what I use today, and that was um, what I think. I mean, there's a lot of them out there, and there's there's quite a few that are really good. Um, but for me, the one, I, and and I hate to say, I don't even know, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's on the uh, primitive tutorials. Um, He's a guy. He might own a own a place up in up in Chicago. I, I I wish I could remember, but it's it's one of the best. It's one of the best out there. I mean, he literally goes through and shows you how to build a fire. Shows you exactly he's he's doing it. I mean, how to fatten the fire, thin a fire out. I mean, just things that that I hadn't really thought about. It's so much more than yeah. just throwing sticks in there and starting a fire and that all goes back to the people want a secret they want a recipe they want a time they want a temperature none of those things are i mean those things are important but there's just certain things that you just can't teach or that you just i mean it's just experience and it's just going through it and i'm by no means even close i mean to to feeling like i'm got anything mastered um but we're just, you know, trying to be as consistent as I right. possibly can. Yeah, and I mean, every time I change something, I mean, I've went from cooking on a thousand gallon um, primitive that was completely open to a 250 to my buddy's 250 that was a newer primitive. So now I'm cooking on a 500 gallon tea pit from Johnson, um, which I love it. And that's, uh, yeah. I, I, prim- I do a lot of cooking on it right now because I'm just trying to get good. I, I love it because it cooks a brisket in about nine hours. Man, that. Going on, just talking about that thousand. Uh, so when you, so that's Brandon. Brendan's. Yes. Yeah, and and Brendan's kind of a cool deal too. So Brendan went to school with Mike Ryan, which is who I was driving the tour bus for. And so Derek cooks some barbecue, and then they got to talking. He's like, "Well, hey, my buddy's this guy." And Derek's like, "Oh yeah, I know him." So there's there's a connection there, a few different ways. But that guy's done a lot of stuff for you. Uh, yes. And, yes. Uh, I, I consider him a friend and he's a guy that could call me anytime, day or night. And he knows I'd be there for right. him to help him out. He's yeah. a very good dude and, and a phenomenal cook. He's, you know, he has done some really good cooking. He was, uh, I think he ran the pits down there and cooked briskets and ribs down at a uh, little barbecue right. in Austin. And that was, you know, when they, he was on a list down there with them and, yeah. um, he's, he's going through a little bit right now, but, yeah. um, he'll be all good. He had that thousand, and you know, you had talked about it. And I remember the first time you're like, "Man, this thing just gets attention," you know. And I was like, "Yeah, well, you know, a thousand, whatever, you know." But when I saw it, I was like, "You really can't imagine how big that thing is." I mean, it's like you can tell people all day about it, but until you see it, that thing is huge. It I mean, is. It's huge. It's intimidating, and um, you know, people think that if you can cook, I mean, you can cook on anything. Um, and I was scared shitless that day <laughs> because. For the first time in my life, <clears throat> I had my entire family from Kansas coming down there for right. that Saturday, and it was going to be packed. And I had, you know, 20, well, I have 20 people in my entire family, including me, and 16 of them had never been down here before, including my dad. Yeah. Um, 
Which it was a big deal. It was a huge deal. And, you know, everybody, you know, my, when I say everybody, my friends and family that are around here know me, they're like, ah, it's no big deal. But I'm like, hey, I'm cooking more food than I ever have in my life on a, on a smoker that I've never ran before. You know, yeah, it was huge. And I'd never ran it before. Um, I remember starting it up and I knew I was going to have to run a little bit bigger fire than in my 250, obviously. So I did. And I got it to come up and I just, it, it came up to like, 200 and that was it and I, I i literally was just running it and it was just purring right there and i was like holy shit i was like i, I need to get going I, I gotta i gotta start cooking and um i actually reached out to brendan and i go hey man i told him exactly what happened he kind of chuckled and he said hey you're not doing anything wrong he said add two more pieces of wood you just need a little bit more fuel and burn everything else the same i put two more pieces on i didn't touch anything else 30 minutes later i'm sitting at 250 and i fell in love with that smoker yeah, I mean, I loved it. Yeah, I could tell you really enjoyed cooking on it. The room, the different temperature zones, even even though the things <clears throat> it might say that the temperature from one side to the other is five to ten degrees difference, you know, five degrees difference, even if you got it dialed in. Um, but everywhere on that pit cooks a little bit different. It's just it's just the way it is. I mean, that back wall is always going to cook a little bit different. That front right corner just you know, around the collector, just things like that. So it was just cool because it had so much room, you know, yeah. and I'm not cooking like Terry Black's, you know, yeah. a thousand-gallon smoker. I've got room for days. I could put every single thing I'm going to cook on there at one time, right. and I've never had that before. I went from my 250 where I had to cycle cook everything, and I would get it going. I'd cook brisket and pork and then have to change something else, and you, you remember it was a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, it was down to the number shit, every day, every single time before I opened. I was like, I don't think the Mac's going to get done. I think that needs to be a T-shirt. I don't think the Mac's going to get yeah, done, guys. We're not going to have it today. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So, I guess uh, moving into North Texas Smoke, I mean, like, really, it kind of just started out as an Instagram page, but with the plan to do something. But then, you know. No plan, really. I mean, a a fantasy dream that maybe one day I could get something. But, I mean. It was just somewhere where I could take pictures of my food and, and just, yeah, I like to take pictures. Yeah, yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I like to post pictures. I, I, I like to, you know, I mean, who doesn't like to put care in something you do and, you know, you want to put, you know, you want a, a nice comment, a few likes. Yeah. And be like, okay, other people thought my steak last night looked pretty good too. Or, or the other fuckers that are. Oh, <laughs> God. Are, yeah. But yeah. we won't get into that. We'll yeah. stay positive. Yeah. So anyway, so I guess to get into the sledge, so Buck. Who is one of my childhood friends? Like I said, he's going to be on it sometime. Uh, we we grew up together, but Buck had come out. He actually helped us load the smoker because he works on a ranch next door, so we used the tractor from yep. over there. And so, but he had had your food too, and and really liked it. And so, he knew the guy because the guy Gary Cooper, yes, that has the sledge. Yeah, um, it's kind of from Decatur, and they knew each other. So they were on a trip to San Angelo. Him and his wife, his kids are down there, and they were coming back, and they swung through the sledge. And he's telling him, he's like, man, we can't get nobody to cook food down here. You know, it's like, and Buck was like, well, I I know a guy. And so that's how that all got. Yeah, he called me one day out of the blue and he said, hey, man, I've got something that could be a possibility. It could be a good deal for you. I don't know if you kind of want to. Like I said, I had a full-time job. I was working and, and I stayed busy. Um, and I was just heard him and I was like, you know, I was like, I'll call him. So I reached out to the guy and he kind of told me and I just couldn't believe that you know, there was this really great spot 
and they basically had a cantina with a really nice warmer. Which is a game changer, yes, yes. I didn't know any of this. I said, hey, I'm going to come down there and check it out, and I'm going to talk to you and kind of see the vibe. I got down there. I look at, I mean, full huge. I mean, it's basically a, a commercial kitchen without a, a grease trap or, um, you know, any gas right, yeah. run into it. I mean, but you've got a sink, you've got refrigeration, you've got a warmer, prep tables, um, all kinds of utensils, uh, full pans, half pans, third pans, a tea maker, ice machine, uh, roll up windows. I mean, yeah. it's basically like a concession stand. The, yeah. The ice machines. Yeah. And so <clears throat> it was just nuts. And I'm, I'm like, you guys want me to come down here and you know, for, they, they still to this day have yet to charge me anything, you know, and we've, it's, it's been incredible. Yeah, so so we went down there and we did a, actually my very first cook down there. I think I did was on my birthday on January thirtieth of this year, which seems insane. Um, yeah, that, that seems it like was two years yes, ago. that it was my birthday. I went down there on my birthday and there's I was like, there's nothing else I'd rather do. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I was at that. Yes, yeah, for sure. yes, yep. You Joe run my cash register for a few times and uh, you know I had everybody down there and it was pretty cool. Um, going into some of the struggles that have came from that and that I continually go through right now is not wanting to be average and wanting to wanting to do as much as I possibly could to the best of my ability. Um, it's almost been a downfall. Um, going from the sledge, I knew all the people that I looked up to, um, and one of the one one of the main people, and he probably has no idea, and nor would he have any reason to. But um, man, I've looked up to Dane for a very long time. Right. Um, what him and his wife and his crew do out of that trailer, it blows me away. I mean, it just. Uh, I mean, how can you not have a barbecue food trailer, and not look at Dane and be like, <laughs> right. wow. You know what I mean? So I've kind of always looked at them as kind of setting the standard, you know, especially if that's what I want to do in a food trailer. Um, and he kind of sets the standard and he sets the bar and he sets that son of a bitch high. Um, and I knew that even at a, if I wanted to do anything, I needed to put some type of a menu out that looked somewhat impressive and the foods obviously got to be able to hit too. So, you know, for me, my first time ever to serve to the public on my birthday that time off of a 250 to serve five proteins and five sides and put out a platter it was when i look back at it it's it's still insane now right. yeah. you know yeah. it's still insane when i put these things out and it's like and how much work goes into just being able to cook one platter Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got to cook one brisket, one whole of everything, just just in hopes to sell that platter. And, and it's been a learning experience from there. Um, <clears throat> just like now, I know I need to pull my menu back. Um, there's so much stress I put on myself of doing everything by myself. And everybody around me is like, hey, pull back a menu. But it's just so hard because I'm like, well, what if, you know, what if Susie shows up and she shows up every time for my turkey and I don't have turkey that time? I was like, I'm still small enough to where that stuff, like, it, it, it affects me. And I know that it's like just one person, but I'm, you know, I want to make as many people as I possibly can happy. Yeah, it affects you personally. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, that's just because you take pride. I mean, you're 100%. Take, like you said, 100, do 110 one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, they don't hit. And I've been through all those things, and it's fun going through things that I hear. You know, I listen to all the barbecue podcasts. I watch all the I watch all the YouTube videos. Um, I try to communicate, and you know, with as many of those people as I possibly can. So it's it's not awesome when you go through, but but when I do go through something, and I'm like, hey, I know so and so went through this, and you know, it's part of it's part of growing, it's part of getting out there. So, um, what what is a so the platter so like the the sledge. Yeah, that you do down at the sledge. I mean, what what all? I mean, obviously, I've seen it. Go to Instagram. We're, we'll talk about socials in a minute. But go look at one of these things. It's it's amazing. But what what all's in that? I mean, really. Um, it's pretty much just a sampler. What we do. It's kind of like, hey, that's what I want to push. I want you to be able to see everything I do. So it's a half pound of sliced brisket, uh, two links of sausage, half pound of ribs, half pound pulled pork, and a half pound of turkey. Yeah. And then five and then five sides, which five we sides. usually run five sides. We usually do a Mac, a bean, a cream corn, potato salad, and a coleslaw. Right. Um, you know, and just, just all the things that go in all the things that go into that, all the things that go into making sides. Um, I know I know a lot of these people they've got multiple people working, but like when you come to that trailer and you eat my food um, from the barbecue sauce, the pickles, the red onions, to every single side, every condiment that's went in the side, the trimming of the brisket, the making of, of everything, every single thing I make um, with my hands from scratch except for my sausage. Yeah. And I can make sausage, and I have made sausage. Um, I have all the equipment to do it. Um, I just cost efficiency right now and time. Time. Um, I just, I just run out of time. I just honestly do it. it and, and, and I'm one of those people that it, it may seem dumb that I still use and I use Syracuse. It's a good sausage. I've never had anybody complain about it. It bothers me every time anybody who knows me knows, knows that it bothers me. Um, but I just run out of time. I mean, I've, I've got a wife, I've got two kids, um, and I just run out of time. I don't have a lot of help. So it's just one of those things that for right now, I'm happy with putting out Syracuse sausage. But in the very, very near future, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start. I'm just trying to get my trailer dialed in, things smoothed out. There's a whole bunch of things that I didn't see coming. Um, you know, right. when Derek Allen put his hand on my shoulder and said, Hey man, I'm super happy for you, but just know it's a lot of work. Um, he wasn't he was, lying. He wasn't lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of things I didn't see. I love the cooking part and all that's great, but, um, you know, just the stuff dealing with the city and permits and, um, all the things that from COVID that's put a hold on, you know, oh, getting yeah. titles, getting, getting everything, um, just setting things up, keeping track of stuff, food costs. There's a million things that I thought that wouldn't be an issue or not just it wouldn't be an issue, but just that we'd work through them and get through them. And it's just, it's just taking a little bit more, um, for me to find my footing and get into a groove. And, uh, you know, I've had of some good talks with some of my, some of my barbecue friends, um, the guy I bought the trailer from against the grain, Mark McCourt, he is, uh, obviously anybody who knows anything about barbecue, he insane cook, insane chef, um, you know, built an awesome thing and he's he's a resource that's just been invaluable to me too right so let's well let's move so let's just we'll kind of back up so we're at, so you're doing the sledge and that 
went extremely well, I would say. Yeah. And so you started doing it like every other weekend? Yeah, every second and fourth Saturday. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're going to need to check the socials to because sometimes there are times that But we're having... fixing to – so this month we'll be out there um, on the 16th and 30th of October. I'm sorry. I know we're still in September. Yeah. Um, but then starting November, it's just going to be once a month. Right. Um, yeah. Because we're just... trying to build a following here in Decatur, and there ain't a whole lot of stuff here, and we're getting some good traction and feeding a lot right. of people here, and it's going good, so – yeah, so you just checked us, but you you were doing the sledge and uh, working a full time job, which which uh, which kind of turned into trucking for me and you both. Yes, <laughs> uh, which wasn't really we didn't really see that coming, but then that kind of those things started kind of clashing a little bit. So you were just cooking down there, and then you kind of were like, "Man, I'm thinking about just quitting and going full time to Texas Smoke," and that's kind of where like we but the food trailer idea well it just it it's it's kind of like with everything it just kind of all those things just kind of like i'm thinking about doing this oh here's option one two three four (laughs) yeah oh the sledge was going really good and it was eating up a lot of my time and i like i said from doing everything myself it just took wing. it just (laughs) i mean it's here's one instance so when we first started the sledge i used to go down there on a thursday night yeah and trim all my meat I'd wake up Friday, I'd cook everything, and then we would sling barbecue at 2 o'clock on Saturday. But, you know, my help wouldn't get there till 1 o'clock, 12.30 on Saturday, you know, and help me get things set up and get the front and, you know, and run tickets and stuff and things like that. So, and now, um, you know, the last time we did the sledge, um, we cooked here. I cooked everything here at my spot. I said we packed everything up at 2 o'clock here. I drove down, we set up, we cooked barbecue, we sold out. You know, we're leaving there in, you know, two and a half hours, packed up, right. done. It's just, yeah. it, it's just crazy, you yeah, know. before it was a lot more than that, for sure. So the tra- the, I guess you were kind of making a move to maybe quit doing the trucking. Thing. Yeah, we're really close. Um, you know, when I had started driving, I was a salesman for Southern Transport, um, and I'd always drove in a, driven a truck before that. Um, just anything and everything, um, mostly winch truck, stuff like that. So I had, I think that Thomas and, and Ross kind of knew, they kind of knew that by the end of the year, my goal was to do this. Um, right. And you had done some cooking for them too. I do a lot of cooking for them. I do a lot of uh, catering. I've been out to, um, do some events in Arkansas for, um, the, the, uh, recreational, therapeutic respirational therapeutic group um and that was awesome so yeah just i mean thomas and them kind of knew you were yes 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 sorry i lost my train of thought there so anyway they they kind of knew that the the, it was in the works i mean me and thomas had had some talks he was he was my boss and he's the kind of guy that bring me in there and um you know that's why he moved me in a truck because i basically just worked i went and drove a truck from sunday night until basically thursday morning or uh, thursday morning and then you know wednesday night thursday morning and i'd slide in and i would immediately you know go to u.s foods or the restaurant depot go by the meat market get everything trimmed up and start cooking until saturday and then saturday night i'd get home you know go to bed and it was just too much and honestly one night i think it was a sunday night uh after dinner my wife just looked at me and she said hey you've got three things that are eating up all of your time. You have us, your family, North Texas smoke, 
and Southern Transport, which is your full-time job. And she said, one of those things has to go, and I don't think it's your barbecue or your family. And so I called Thomas the next day at 9 o'clock in the morning, and I just told him exactly what happened. And, I mean, those people have been, uh, shit, I don't even know where to begin to start talking about the Ivy Brothers and what they've meant to my life. Uh, you know, he was super excited for me. They just supported me to the fullest. Um, they're actually the reason I have my trailer. Um, if we're just going to be 100% honest, I called I called Thomas because I respect him as a businessman. And um, I had a little deal to try to get this trailer that just kind of literally fell into my lap. Um, and obviously, I'm not a dude that has a ton of money. We yeah, do we do okay, but I can't I can't go out and buy a food trailer like that. And they're not cheap. Either. And they're not cheap, no. Um, and I basically just called Thomas and I reached out to him and I was just like, Hey, here's this deal. I didn't feel good about it in my heart. And, um, just the type of guy that he is, he, you know, he was almost offended for me because he knew how shitty of a deal this was that I was about to go into. And, um, basically before the end of the conversation was over, um, him and Ross just basically bought the trailer outright for me and said, Hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to buy the trailer and you can just pay us back. We don't want nothing from you except for to, to see you succeed right. and not fail at the beginning because of a bad transaction deal that right. you didn't know about. Cause I'm not a business guy at all. And they are. So, um, if that got a little weird, I can almost get a little emotional talking about those guys. They're just that, they're just those kind of people. Um, if you're good to them, they're more than good to you, and uh, they're just exceptional people out there. So, and to talk about the food trader, so I guess that, um, so Brendan, Brendan, again, yeah. hits you up. He's like, hey. You know. Well, I had reached out to him and told him what I was going to do and told him that, hey, man, I think I pulled the trigger. I'm, I'm going to quit and do that. And um, like the next day, Mark with Against the Grain decided, hey, I'm going to put all my stuff up for sale. I'm going to step away from the barbecue game a little bit, and he's going to shift gears. And um, he was going to go in his, his new route, um, which is more of a uh, deep south southern cooking. Um, chicken fries, breakfast, just amazing. I mean, and, and he's in. To be clear, he's, he's in, in Eugene, Oregon. Eugene, Oregon, and he yeah. knows everybody in the game. He's he's been here. He's he's studied under some really good guys. He he's just an incredible human, awesome cook. Um, and he reached out to I uh, reached out to him, and we touched base on it. And and man, I I just like it was, it was being like a fourteen year old kid. And that, you know, that one thing, whether it was the shoes before school or the new console, but you just, when you see something and it's literally, it's all I could think about. (laughs) It's all I would talk about. I mean, I, I wore everybody. I just, I I felt like I just had to have it. I felt like it was everything I needed in my life. Yeah. I had to quit answering the phone. Oh yeah. It was just every fucking day. I do that same thing with Harley's jet skis. <laughs> yes. And the, and, and the trailer is actually a pretty awesome story too. Um, so when that happened, I guess about, it was about five days in between, but about five days before we decided to get the trailer, um, we had, me and my son just got back from the Florida trip, yeah. which we drove yes. there and back um, to Orlando, Florida for his, his world series. And we get back, and then, you know, it's like four days later, and we ended up making this thing happen, and I was like, this is crazy, you know, and of course, I had to drive up there, you know, to go pick it up, 
and um, which I'm not ever worried about the driving, but it, it was going to be a pretty serious trip um, up to Eugene, Oregon. Financially. <clears throat> financially, <laughs> yes. I'm never going to financially recover. Exactly. Hey, the gas prices in California coming home with that trailer, you're right. I, I probably yeah. still tried to pay that debt off. Yeah, you, you called me a couple times. You're like, uh, man, I might have I, I really messed up here. This is, yeah. yeah, it was it was bad. Like, it, it, it was it was it was a lot yeah it was a lot but it was over the top yeah it was definitely <laughs> over the top yeah. yeah so i asked my son i was like hey do you want to drive up here to get it and he was like yeah of course dad so it was just actually so over a three-week period me and my son drove from you know dallas fort worth area just you know decatur down to basically orlando went to the beach hung out and then came home regrouped did laundry and then you know we drove up to eugene oregon picked that up um, when we came home, we decided to go down through California because we'd never been to California. Um, we cut over and came home, and it was just, uh, yeah, it took a lot longer. Um, even though I I I drove a truck my whole life, it didn't. It was just a lot different. I mean, pulling a bumper pull trailer that weighs that much from Eugene, Oregon, there's just nothing. There's just no getting in a hurry. Um, it may sound cheesy, but at the time, I had just got a new truck, so I'm like, here's my brand new truck. Um, Here's my brand new food trailer. I don't have a full time job. Matter of fact, I don't have a job at all right now. I'm basically retired at the moment. Yeah. Um, this is my whole life right here. Yeah. So, like, I'd never, I, I'm anybody who knows me, I'm like not the guy that follows rules very well. I'm not the guy that goes slow in the road, but I'm no. doing like 55 miles an hour yeah. the whole entire trip. Yeah, so, you, you called me a few times. You're like, man, I feel like this thing's getting out of the wind. Is the wind blowing or something? I was like, this is the guy that does 100 <laughs> pulling a bulldozer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I pull an oversized load yeah. down the road to 90 and, yeah. and i don't have a care in the world but it's just it was and that was kind of my first taste of hey man this is what it's like when every single thing's all on, your eggs in one basket on you. and it's on you yeah. um yeah and so tell us let's talk let's talk a little bit for a minute or two about about the food trader like what tell us about it um it's nothing over the top <laughs> yeah uh 2019 um I don't even. I don't even know. That's the- I can't remember the exact letter. S S B S D G S D G. I think is the brand. Um, man, it's got a it's got a full size commercial warmer, um, full steam table, a nice huge prep area where I set up a commercial fridge, three bay sink, hand washing station, plenty of storage, five hundred gallon tea pit. Um, Mark had a <clears throat> kind of wood paneling put up on the front to hang your menu off of it, which I just, I was in love with. I was hoping he wasn't going to keep that for his new trailer. Right. He didn't. Um, it's got a place for a generator on the front. Yes. I, I put a generator on there. Um, I've already been through one, one just completely shit on me and I don't know what happened to it. So right. that was, that was wild right in the middle was, of the service. Was that Northern tool that you got? Yes. Yeah. And they just like 100%. Yeah. I came back yeah. and just boom, they're like, Hey, this was just a crazy thing. And I haven't had any trouble since, um, man, we got automatic water or all the time, anytime hot water heater just man it, it's just it's i love it it's nice it, it's, i mean it's super nice y'all can definitely 100 you know there's pictures of it on it's 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 the face of north Texas smoke on instagram you, there's all kinds of pictures of it so if you're people that are into that you can definitely check that out 
just getting to know that trailer um, has been a learning experience. And it, it, there's just some things, I guess, that all this stuff happens so fast. I don't know how I didn't see some of this stuff coming. But, I mean, for instance, we pulled this trailer back and, um, you know, we did a gig out at the sledge seven days later. Yeah. Which, and and, which, and it was the most humbling experience I've ever had in my entire life as far as cooking. I'm telling you, it was it was that one that, uh, I mean, we sold out, it, it, I mean, in record time, but that it didn't matter. It was, it was just the worst food that's ever came out. I mean, everything was cooked good, but we had um, your wife, Amber, was running the door was running my cash register like 20 minutes in she gets so fuck she gets so hot she's stroking out basically so she's done yeah heat stroked out she walks out um so now it's just left with me and my buddy billy running a food trailer that i didn't even know how to turn the hot water heater on yet i hadn't i hadn't or i hadn't ran so much things that i didn't know just i just like i knew i needed to make money and i needed to cook barbecue and i mean the presentation of things i mean I was basically had one cashier and I was making the plates, cutting the meat, making the sides. And I literally, it was, and there was, you know, the, I've never had a line like that. I don't know what was going on that day. I mean, there was probably 30 or 40 people in line from go until we were done. I mean, we sold every single shred we had in there and it was, everybody was else was so happy, but I was just like, there wasn't one plate that I would have took a picture of. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I was so stupid for thinking that I could come down here. And, you know, so I spent the next three weeks because my next sledge was three weeks after that. I spent the next three weeks just figuring out how that was not going to happen again. Yeah. Dialing it in. Yeah. Well, another thing too, that I've known um, for a while, for me, I like I don't remember for a while. Like I came over one day and you're like, "Hey, you want to eat something?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And I'm, I think you literally had some leftover hamburger helper or something. <laughs> but when you brought it out, you had like squirted some barbecue salsa or something. I mean, I was just like, when you set it down, it's like, this is the best looking plate of whatever I've ever had. Like I've been at right. some nice restaurants. So you're 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 a big you're the way stuff looks is really important to you. And I think that I think that matters too when when you hand somebody one of those platters. Yes. It's, it, it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. Know? And, uh, it's Instagram worthy stuff and, and you want to do that all the time, but it doesn't always happen like that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And I did, and I do care about the way it looks and I know it's important. Um, Joe Zavala, I had a really great conversation with him down at his restaurant and, um, I mean, whether you want to say it or not, I mean, honestly, if you do what we do, you can't afford for food to come out of your window. I mean, that, that, that it can't go on Instagram. Right. I mean, yeah. Hey, if you look down at that tray and it looks like shit, but it tastes good. You got a choice right then and there. I mean, you know what I mean? Cause everybody can take a picture and, and they can put it on there and, and whether your food tastes good or not, it doesn't matter. I right. mean, it either yeah. looks good or it doesn't. Yeah. And you know, and that sucks. And you know, and that also, it also gets into something else. There's there's some people out there that their food at their restaurants, it doesn't look like it does on Instagram, right. you know, or just because it looks amazing on there, it doesn't mean that it tastes good. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, and there's you can make some pretty shitty barbecue look pretty good on on Instagram, you know, if you've got yeah. the time. We've we've done it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've done, done it. I've definitely done it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I've, I've cooked some stuff. I was like, man, that picture, like, just, you know, like, especially, like, on, even on a grill, you know, it's like, oh, the flame, the smoke was just right in the background. Um, yeah, there's been it, – it's so hard because, like, I love taking pictures. Um but I've just got so many other things to think about. And, you know, there's a lot of times I'm not able to get pictures of the pictures I want. And, you know, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. But it's like, you know, just because you got somebody in there and they got a phone and they got a camera, they're like, hey, I can take pictures from you. I'm like, hey, man, you don't, this, it's, you just, you're, yeah. you're not getting the picture I this, want. And, and this is another thing that's coined. It's not, it's not a coined phrase because it's not a phrase, but on, on, on the 40 Pre podcast, it's going to come up. There's some people do not. And this is one thing that's great about me and you. It's like if I'm riding my Harley down the street and I tell somebody, hey, go take, get a picture of me. No, I want Derek to take the picture. Well, right. What does it matter if he takes it or not? It's like because he knows where and how to take it. It's so important. Which goes back to the other thing, which is how much you want to put into it. Right. Yeah. Do you want to be the guy that when Joe says, hey, I'm coming through town and I'm loaded and I'm clean, I'd love to get a picture. Are yeah. you the guy that goes up and takes a fucking picture? Or are you the guy that loads his tripod up, grabs his GoPro, yeah. and goes and sets up across the street from the American flag and gets the right. perfect angle yeah. as you come over? Because why do it half-ass? Right, yeah. <laughs> And, and, and then it's like, oh, it's like, Hey, I know, I know you just told me to snap a picture, but I actually got full GoPro. I got a top lapse -lapse video with my other camera. Oh, and I took this picture. Yeah. So, um, for sure. It's, uh, it's definitely something that, um, it's definitely something that's, uh, that's kick ass, man. You know, getting those really great pictures and stuff. So, hey, man, so let's talk about, um, for just a second, let's talk about social media. So tell everybody where they can find you, um, how they can find you, and then, like, you know, obviously if they get on there, they can check out your schedule and stuff on there. So it's North Texas Smoke Barbecue, pretty much anywhere you can find me, Google. Um, We do a website. There's links on it on my Facebook and on my Instagram um, where I do my pre-order stuff. I usually always post on mondays before noon i usually post where i'm going to be at that week and then on wednesdays at noon except for today because i was doing a podcast (laughs) very important (laughs) i drop my menus um on wednesdays at noon right um and i'm i'm the only person that runs it um it's a nightmare it's one of probably my least favorite things about doing my own business as barbecue is it's so hard to keep posting the same pictures of the same stuff different ways and not feel like you're just wearing people out well, like you, how many how many how many times do you want to hear where i'm popping up or where i'm going to post or what my brisket looks like today that's that's what you got to do though too. yes it's what you got to do because you're always just looking for that one person that's never seen it yes yes and well and then and then it's like this uh, there's so many things that i like uh there's so many things that you like that maybe somebody else like for them, like, hey, listen, I'm I'm the same way. I mean, do you think? That... <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> we just got attacked. By... <laughs> That's what happens when you shoot stuff live. Yeah. Um, anyway, so social media is that North Texas smoke. Small break. Okay. Yeah. Pump the brakes there. Anyway, North Texas Smoke, y'all check them out. Um, 
that's pretty much we've got to talk about everything we wanted to talk about on that side of things um hey so is that my segue right here yes so in case you're wondering what that loud ass noise was that was one of my little best friends whose name's brisket (laughs) he's a uh, teacup schnauzer and he is man he's everything to me right um i've got a few pictures of him on my social media and he did do my whole first brisket cook with me um with the 250 right. on the trailer yeah i remember that. he hung yeah. out the whole day with me um so but he's yeah been out to the house a couple times very close so, to me does not like a lot of people right <laughs> he's high alert all yeah. the time yeah. which is what that was uh so hey so you're there is it uh What's your what's your social media? Uh, all my stuff is going to be Degenhart eleven. Okay, and then the North Texas Smoke is like actually North North under- Texas Smoke Barbecue. Yeah, it underscore- it's North underscore, yeah. but you can Texas. just type in North Texas Smoke it and it up. comes up. Yeah, and so and you, obviously so you know you're doing a lot of stuff in Decatur now, which yes. is new with the food trailer. Yes, yes. So we're trying to get our footing here. Um, you know, it's just been kind of a slow roll. Um, over here and it's a little nerve-wracking you know because we kind of had it made down in granberry toller area we have a pretty good following down there and you know we've got the sledges crowd um but it's a little bit different game when you're popping up somewhere where there ain't you know there isn't a neighborhood there isn't um a brewery it's just hey i hope people come out and see us today um so we're we got a really good little location right here in decatur um Right where the old J Robs used to be, it's actually owned by the Wise Honda. They're fixing to um, move the whole operation over there into that bigger building. They're just kind of running behind with COVID. They can't get windows for the front. Right. Um, for the time being, I'm going to be in their front parking lot, and um, I'm, we're hoping that that relationship turns into something to where I can kind of build <clears throat> what I ultimately um, would like to get to being able to do here, and that's just running a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, I don't want to have nothing over the top. <laughs> um, I just would like to have some covered places to sit, nothing indoor AC like that. Um, a lot like what, uh, Panther, Panther city has, yeah. um, you know, they've got an area they can kind of roll it down on the sides, keep the wind and the rain and the weather. Um, they can put some heaters in there, throw a couple TVs. Um, you know, I would like to put some bags and some cornhole out there, maybe some adult Jenga, you know, some of the, the, the lights, just yeah. a little bit of a vibe. There's Same. nothing like that out here. Yeah. There's nothing like that out here. And, and, and there's plenty of people out here. It's grown. Yeah. Decatur's grown. Yeah. And then there's really no options for barbecue out here. I mean, you've got risky bees right outside of town. I haven't personally been there. Um, it's definitely not anything like what we're doing. And you've got uh, Raymond's over in Bridgeport, which is about ten miles away. Um, it, it's not a, it, it's it's not a bad time. It's a little bit more like a Dickies, um, but they actually do cook all their food. Um, but it's everything they do is over mesquite. So, um, and they're not Zavala's, if you guys know what I mean. They <laughs> yeah. they don't. Or I'm sorry, uh, Valentinas. Oh yeah. Yeah cooks with all mesquite and they know what they're doing <laughs> yeah um i guess one thing we weren't 100 percent clear about so the sledge is a distill distillery and it's actually in paluxy basically but toller area yes paluxy highway uh, but you can check them out sledge distillery um 
They have some really good whiskey. I mean, we've drank. They've it. got everything. They've yeah. got whiskey. They've got moonshine. Oh, the moonshine. They've got oh. uh, man, all kinds of moonshines. Uh, man, they've got a. Their son actually makes some really badass small batch coffee, yeah. whiskey roasts. Uh, they got uh, one of their other son son in law. He's doing some really good salsas out there. They do some moonshine pickles. Yeah, man, uh, they've like, got honey. Everything I've had's been phenomenal. It, it, it's, it's a really fun place. It's a really good vibe. They yeah. always have live music. They've always got tasting. They've got a couple, I forget what you call them, the speakeasies. They've oh, got yeah. a couple areas you walk back to. It's like a little bar out on the property. They've got a few of those. It, it, it's a good time. Yeah, and I mean, uh, we've definitely overdid it a time or two out there <laughs> drinking some stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah, it is a good scene out there. And so, and so by the Honda house, basically it's off 287 indicators, kind of where you're doing stuff here. Yeah. Straight across the street from the Ford house. Right. Basically. Yeah. But I mean, you just check the socials and you're going to figure that stuff out. Yeah. We're going to try to at least, um, be indicator, um, twice every single week, unless I'm cooking out the sledge on, on that week, I'll just do one pop-up indicator, but we're going to be, we're going to at least be up there at that Honda shop at somewhat what I'm kind of want to put with parentheses, um, our home base, I guess you'd say. Right. Yeah. And you do a lot of, you do a lot of catering stuff too, where, where people just, yes, we just do come pick up food. Yes, yeah. we do catering. Um, anytime we do a lot of stuff for the schools, um, a lot of things for nurses. My wife is a nurse. Um, my mother-in-law, we just, you know, our whole family's kind of intertwined with that wise health system, um, friends and people like that. We do, um, we do a lot of stuff for the baseball teams, the football teams, um, stuff like that. We cook a lot of team meals. Um, and that though, and all those parents and all those people, um, they They've helped me a lot too. Right. I mean, because you never know who you're cooking for. You know, we cooked a great dinner for a baseball team one day that I didn't know really any of the kids on the team. Guy reached out to me, um, ended up turning into, uh, you know, he was, him and a couple of people are members of the Economic Development Committee here in the town. Right. <laughs> so. You know, and you just, you know, you just never know what door, you know, is going to open okay. and who's going to be on the other side of it. Yeah. So it's been, it's been pretty fun. Um, just watching it kind of grow and it's obviously getting a little bit, a little bit more enjoyable now that it's, that I'm not just completely under, just feel like I, I mean, I still feel like I never know what I'm doing, but before I just really felt like I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, one time, so you, you brought some food down to Larry Joe Taylor, which was a badass time, which uh, was probably one of the great Top the top five best times of my life. Yeah, it was it for was, sure. It was a good time. Um, that was actually the last Larry Joe Taylor until just a couple like last weekend. Maybe they had another one, so it was like because of COVID, it was shut down. So we did the the one before COVID happened. But yeah, that was a good time. We've also you've also brought some food to Billy Bob's a couple times. Um, yes, I've been up to Billy Bob's, fed Mike up there a few times. Um, we actually left the sledge one night. The first night we did barbacoa tacos. And I was coming home. We sold out pretty early, but I was like, man, I kind of had a concert I wanted to go to. So I was like, we still got barbacoa left. We'll just pack it up. I'll eat it on my own. Yeah. And so we packed all the taco stuff, all the taco stuff up, and that's pretty much all I had. And I called Joe, okay. and he's like, hey, man. He's like, you know, we need to go see 
Giovanni and hired Guns and Justin tonight, and I'm like, done. <laughs> Right. Done. So we, I shagged ass. It was raining like a son of a bitch. Damn near wrecked. Damn near wrecked. We slide up in there. We go. They put on a hell of a show. Um, and then we got to hanging out with them after afterwards. And I ended up giving them guys all of the barbacoa tacos and right. kind of built a little relationship with a couple of those guys in the band, um, hoping to do a cook for them again. Um, it, that's a huge thing. I mean, music, obviously, with you, um, you know, I mean, one of the main things that we talk about is music. And, and food yeah. um, and when I can like Larry Joe Taylor for me to be able to go out there and I cooked all that food I mean I didn't charge anybody anything that was just kind of I got out there and I got a badass wristband from every band out there I, I mean I can't tell you I felt like a rock star that day oh, yeah, that was... I mean we set up in between Co and Mike's tour bus yeah. I mean every single person that played there walked yeah. through there I mean we were in just just standing on side stage having normal conversations with with some of the guys some of the top badass guys yeah. in Texas country like yeah. it, when we walked with Cole Colston all the way to the stage and we're right. bullshit and he literally you know gives me a little belly thump and he's like hey man i gotta go do this gig yeah. <laughs> and i was just like this is insane you know it yeah, was, it was we, an awesome then we, we hung out with them at the co like when co was yep. on stage too yeah but yeah co co and them was right beside us um Reed Southall, yeah, Cody West, Cody Mike West, Ryan. Yeah. We fed all this Reed Bragwell's band at the time. Yeah. Uh, which, which Larry Joe, I believe, yeah. came through and got a plate. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it, it was, it was a badass time. I wish that would have worked out again. But we I didn't even get to go either this time because, yep. yeah, it was working and everything. Yeah, we've had some we've had some good times. And and that's something too on the Forty Pre podcast. Um definitely gonna get Derry back on. We're gonna do some we're gonna do some trucking stories sometime. <laughs> Cause we got some pretty good barn burners on that. Oh, and yeah. uh, and you know, just we we could tell stories all day long. So I'm sure he's gonna be back on. We'll keep in touch with him on his journey with the North Texas smoke and everything. So I really appreciate you uh coming on, man. Yes, sir. We've been trying to make this happen for a minute and it's been a little bit of a struggle. Yeah, Joe's got a hard schedule. And then when he is home, yes. you know, it's usually on the weekends, like obviously, when, yeah. when I'm when I'm cooking. And, yeah. you know, it's hard to carve out a, a piece of time where nobody can bother you. So, yeah. And we almost did it. Yeah, we almost <laughs> did it. We just had one dog attack, which is pretty good, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, all right, guys. Well, that's episode nine, uh, 40 Proof Podcast. Go check out Derek at North Texas Smoke and all of his stuff. And, uh, you know, once again, I haven't really put put it out there. I was wanting to talk to some people, and I'm doing that this week. I probably have two or three different uh, podcasts with some people, so I'm really going to start telling some people about it and putting it out there. We've only got like probably like 40 listens at the moment, so I'm going to try to bump that up a little bit. And uh, got some new sound stuff today, so we're hoping it sounds a lot better. And that will kind of be the future of the 40 Proof Podcast. Until next time, guys.